0: This is going to be one of those gatherings that I think when we're finished and you're fighting the roads to get home, you're going to say, I'm so glad I didn't miss that. We're going to take our time in God's Word this morning and divide it into two pieces. The first now, then we're going to worship again, and the second a little later. I want to invite you to step into the scene with me. It's about 50 years after Jesus has gone those 5,000 or so Christians that were in Jerusalem have scattered all over the empire many of them are dead having been executed because they were followers of Jesus of the 12 original disciples only one is left who was it? John if you were to sit on the Mount of Olives and look at Jerusalem your jaw would drop it was demolished The Roman Empire had come through and destroyed it more than 10 years before. That great temple burned to the ground. A new generation was growing up saying, is it just a figment of our parents and our grandparents' imagination? This Jesus story. Could it really be true? But maybe the bigger question, is it worth paying for with my life? Because everywhere across the empire if you were known as a follower of Jesus your life was in danger. Not unlike now. You saw the news this morning that that Japanese journalist was beheaded this morning. And now another nation and a wife and two little children grieving at the brutality of man's inhumanity to man. In response to that, John writes, In the beginning, before there was anything that was God, was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. You know where I am, so why don't you open your Bible there. John chapter 1. He was with God in the beginning. And through him, verse 3 all things were made. Now I wonder if John stopped there. And I wonder if he prayed, God, would you help the readers believe it's true? Because you see, then as now, many people believe that Jesus started in Bethlehem. He was born in Bethlehem. All of us understand life starts in conception and when we're born, right? There is no previous existence, but Jesus is God. And John was trying to work really hard to make sure as empowered by the Holy Spirit that people understood Jesus didn't start in Bethlehem he was before there was anything read verse 3 with me through him all things were made without him nothing was made that has been made in him was a life and that life was the light of men the light shines in the darkness but the darkness has not understood it why? Because we live in these two worlds at the same time. You saw the picture a couple of weeks ago. You've seen it the last two or three weeks. We live in a very practical world. But there is this spiritual world that you cannot see or touch. But God is constantly trying to reach from His world into our world and draw us into relationship with Him. There's another part of that unseen world that I don't have in the picture. It's that dark world of the demonic that is causing the beheadings of people and the captivation of children. It's because of our theme verse last year. The thief came into this world to steal and kill and destroy, but Jesus saying, I've come so that you can have life. I want you to grasp this morning this concept. From the beginning, history has been pointing to that the creche and the cross. So as John wrote, before the beginning, Jesus was there. Let's step into the beginning. You may remember this video clip from the story. Watch this. And while God was resting, what do you suppose he was doing? May I suggest that there might have been a conversation going on between the father and the father and the sun and the Spirit, something like this. It's wonderful, all that we have created. But because we have chosen to give mankind free will, making Him in our image, it will not last. Soon, they will invite evil into their world. And then we face a choice. Allow them to just self-destruct as a human race, or provide for them redemption can you hear the father saying to the son son it's going to require you stepping into their world speaking truth God's truth and going all the way to the cross to pay for their sin Holy Spirit it's going to require you convicting them of sin and then in response to their repentance regenerating them giving them new life in Christ from that moment in creation God was pointing forward to the day that Jesus would come and using that same creative power he would change water into wine he would walk on water he would calm storms he would heal people raise people from the dead and make it possible for us to become new creations in Christ right Not long thereafter, utopia. Two people living in wonderful, perfect relationship with God. The Bible tells us God would come occasionally and walk with them in the garden. Who were the two people we're going to interact today? Adam and Eve, of course. They were tempted. Evil came into the garden to tempt them to turn away from God. What was the form in which the evil came? The serpent. You can imagine the wrestling inside of them but they chose didn't they to believe the serpent and disbelieve God God came to walk in the garden and didn't see them and he called to them where are you what were they doing hiding why ashamed for the first time shame and guilt had come into the world fear and what did they do as they talked about what had happened blame right they started blaming each other it's a picture it's a picture that generations later Jesus was going to have to come into a broken blaming guilt-filled shame-filled world because the only way that restoration of that relationship could happen is Jesus coming here first the creator needed to come and live in his creation and be unknown it says that in in John chapter 1 The light has shined in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. The true light that gives life to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We've seen his glory, John writes. The glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Creator came into creation but was unknown. Restoration of this relationship required Jesus' incarnation coming here. Time passed. Evil proliferated in our world. It came to the place where God says human race is even inventing ways of being evil. I've got to stop it. There was one man, good man and his family. God said to that one good man in his family I'm going to rescue you out of this wickedness that must be judged Who was the man? Noah You need to do it my way You're going to build a boat bigger than anything anybody has ever seen Because there's going to be rain like nobody has ever seen It's going to take a huge step of faith You have to believe that what I'm telling you is true Your life depends on it You see the picture? years later Jesus coming into a world filled with wickedness that God must judge I'll make a way for you but it requires a great step of faith you have to acknowledge your need for me and trust me years later another picture two old people without children God says follow me, leave your home, it's a decadent place I'm going to lead you to a new place I'm going to give you a miracle, son you're going to start a whole nation of people I'll even give you the land where I'm going to lead you to who am I talking about? he blesses them with that miraculous son who's the son? Isaac the son reaches his teenage years Abram, I know how much you love your son take your son pack up the wood go to a place, Mount Moriah and sacrifice your son do you love your son more than you love me? do you trust me? it's a picture years later the father would send the son to the very same place Mount Moriah, as you know, the tip of it is what's underneath the dome of the rock in Jerusalem I've been inside, I've seen it not far from there you can see it from there Calvary son you need to go and I will not stay my hand of judgment as I stayed the hand of Abraham this time the sacrifice must be made it is the ultimate expression of love a few years later another picture a million Hebrew slaves every child being born into slavery they can't help it inescapable bondage It's a picture You and I are born into the inescapable bondage of sin Do you see it? The people cry out God hears their cry Burning bush Man stands before it Who's the man? Moses What does God tell him to do? You need to go back and I'll go with you We're going to bring those people out of there But Pharaoh's got a hard heart He's not going to let him go So I'm going to pour out my power upon them Plague after plague Name a few of the plagues for me Flies, darkness, flood, hail, water turned to blood, boils. Finally, one last one. Something's going to happen that's never happened before. Moses tell the people, it's time to prove your faith. Take a lamb. Sacrifice the lamb. Collect the blood. Paint it on the outside of the doorpost so everybody can see. Prepare your house. We're leaving tonight. Something that's never happened before. The angel of death is going to come through. The firstborn in every home that is unprotected by the blood will die. It's time to show. Do you really believe? It's a picture. What's it a picture of? Jesus comes into a sin-bondage-choked world. Pays the full price going all the way to the cross but it requires a step of full faith that he did in fact pay my full price I don't need to do anything but just place my faith and trust in him so that when the angel of judgment death comes over I'll be protected when I stand before him his blood covers my sin you remember that when they came out God's plan was to bring them from the bondage into a place of bounty just like when you and I are set free from our sin we don't just flounder around we're called we're provided we're led into living a life John 10 10 an abundant life a full life with Jesus can I give you one more a little boy born in Jerusalem pardon me in Bethlehem not Jesus several brothers who's the dad Jesse. Samuel comes to anoint the king. One brother after another passes in front. Is this all you got? (laughs) There's no more sons? Well, yeah, there's one, but he's a runt and he's out. Uh, Bring him! (laughs) Remember what Isaiah writes about the physical appearance of Jesus? Unattractive. Short while later, young teenager bring supplies fresh to his brothers who are in battle shocked that a giant of a man steps out and blasphemes against God and God's people he's a symbol a picture who does he represent Satan himself The little boy says isn't anybody gonna do anything <laughs> shut up you're just a little boy go back and take care of the sheep I'll do something Walks out there with a sling and a stone And what does he say You come against me With javelin and sword and a foul mouth I come against you In the name of the Lord God Almighty Jehovah Sabaoth One stone It's a picture Jesus comes Jesus grows up Jesus is baptized The Holy Spirit comes upon him And he steps out and he goes nose to nose for 40 days with the giant Satan himself and every time from that day forward every time a demonic force came against him Jesus took him down right he rose from the dead victorious reigning king right now my purpose in that was to help you see that the Old Testament is not just a long list of wonderful stories it's far more than the wonderful miraculous history of the Jewish people and God's work in our world it is a marvelous opportunity for parents and grandparents to help their children and grandchildren understand that every picture points forward to Jesus have you ever thought about that? Have you ever read the Old Testament understanding that every picture points to Jesus? Jesus is the living fulfillment of the journey of the Old Testament. So let's celebrate Jesus with some worship. Lord Jesus, we thank you and we praise you for the truth of your word. God, how do we thank you for stepping into our world for making it possible for us to be set free from the bondage, the chokehold of sin. One of the ways we thank you is our worship. And so we worship you now. Let's pray. What is it that you sense God is saying to you this morning? Why don't you thank him for his great majesty a mighty fortress is our God we have sung his great victory over the dark kingdom his readiness to empower you in the battle he is Jesus hope of the nations why don't you thank him for being your hope and the hope of your family and every person in this world for those who have trusted Jesus our chains are gone amazing grace how do you thank him for that and now Lord Jesus this last song that we have been invited into here am I send me Oh, do you find that in some of us we, we draw a line and we say, no, no, it's one thing to worship God for His greatness and His majesty. It's wonderful to thank God that He cares about the people all around the world and that there are some who are willing to go. It's wonderful to thank Him for setting us free from our chains, but, but, but God, I, I don't want you to get too involved in the rest of my life. I want to live my life. I want to be Lord in my life. I want to make my own choices. Oh. This morning, God, you are rewarding us for uh, fighting against this snow to come and worship you by taking us to a deep place. This is not a superficial service this morning. You're inviting us to go to a deep place of self-analysis. A deep place of recognizing in your word that from before the beginning of time you're working your plan for your great glory. And in this generation we get to be a part of it. So do you find in this room a people who are saying yes Lord, yes, here am I. I'm willing and I'm available whatever you'd like. Do it in my life God to make me all that you would like me to be and then point me in the direction and lead me and I'll follow I promise God no will not be in my vocabulary God continue to speak to us please this morning so that when we leave here we do in fact leave as a changed people because we have spent an hour or so on the mountaintop with God in the name of Jesus I pray amen and amen thank you worship leaders david and carol fogobot would you please come because you're living that aren't you within the next few days you'll be leaving us for a little while heading to a part of the world that means a great deal to you uh, where are you going and why and how can we pray
1: we're going to the country of turkey <clears throat> we're going to be there for three weeks we're going under the banner of barnabas international which is what we do and how you support us as missionaries. I was thinking just this morning, it's almost 30 years we've been (laughs) associated with this wonderful congregation. And uh, you're sending us out under Barnabas to minister to, um, to expat people, in other words, people from the West, from America or Europe or so forth. And we're also going to be ministering to Central Asian leaders from the Stans part of the world who come to Turkey because it's safe there. And we all gather together, and we have a wonderful conference together of over 350 people. Um, And David will tell you how we're ministering.
0: We have a session for the group, not all 350, on soul care. Mm. And we're still working on what that means and stretching that. And then we're doing a one-day seminar uh, that the Lord has provided that we can do training for the national leaders, uh, reaching out to their people, in other words, member care for their own people. So we have uh, two big assignments, and then we have a retreat tucked in there with MKs up in the mountains of Turkey, which will be a fun stretch for us. Amen. Will you, will you hopefully see some of our missionary partners uh, along the way? Uh, Peter and Janine called me this week,
1: and they're staying home
0: Okay, uh, because of his dad, so no. Okay. All right. <laughs> no.
1: We had a plan with them. We were going to take care of their children on Valentine's Day so they oh. could go out. Wouldn't that be nice? But they won't be in Turkey, so we can't okay. do that but they'll be here taking care of their dad, so that's a good thing.
0: We'll be praying for you for the next three weeks. Anything specific? I think we picked up from what you were saying how we can pray.
1: Yes, those three events,
0: and then we have a prayer letter if you'd like it. We'll have it with us today. Thank you, David. Ushers, would you please come, and let's pray for David and Carol and for our offering at the same time. Lord Jesus Christ, this dear couple, more than 30 years ago, heard that song in their hearts, Here Am I, Send Me and they said yes and they've lived that now in the Middle East Central Asia Michigan now Williams Bay while their bodies are here their hearts uh, are very much in other parts of the world responding to the needs of people there we delightfully send them on this three week journey we ask for your anointing upon them that every word that they speak Every prayer that they pray, every touch that they extend would be encouraging and helpful to those that they are with. Please give them, God, an unusual sense of discernment to be able to listen what's behind the words as they're interacting with missionaries and expats, to be able to see what's deep in the eyes behind the gaze so that they can, in fact, be like Barnabas, encouragers in the name of Jesus. Please bring them safely back to us with much to tell us of what you're doing in that part of the world. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you, ushers, and thank you, friends, for coming prepared to join together in the great privilege financially of helping to advance the kingdom here and around the world. May I give you in the next few minutes the second part of what God had laid on my heart for this morning the first part was focused on this concept everything from the days of creation until Christmas pointed to Christmas the incarnation of God now grasp this everything since Easter has pointed back to Easter think about that John writes In John chapter 1, verse 18, no one has ever seen God. But God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made Him known. That, of course, is Jesus. But as Jesus was getting ready to leave, He said, now, guess what? It's your turn. You will be Jesus in your world. I'd like to give you four quick thoughts on that. You see it in your notes. Jesus had come, John says, as the Word, the living Word. He spoke God's truth everywhere He was. He said to His disciples not long before He left, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be my witnesses. You will tell the story of what you have seen and heard and experienced your purpose should you decide to accept it for the rest of your life from the moment you meet Jesus is to be a proclaimer of the words of hope in a hopeless world so what would you say this morning if you were given 10 minutes with the widow of that Japanese journalist who was beheaded this morning what would you tell her she's got two little babies to raise it makes no sense he had gone as a humanitarian storyteller to tell the stories of people in the brutalized parts of the world and he was beheaded this morning we don't have to look far for bad news my best friend, my dear bride occasionally asks me as I fairly regularly watch the BBC news at 10 o'clock each evening why do you watch all this bad news every night? it's a very good question in part because it's the reality of this broken world in part because it puts me on my knees in part because it makes me praise God for that courageous people willing to go and speak hope so here's the question are you and I willing to accept this calling of God that we will be people with ears wide open to listen and as we hear the name of Jesus taken in vain as we hear the anger and the bitterness and the resentment lashing out all around us we will be people who think of ourselves as Jesus speaking hope living words of hope into the lives of my broken world around me secondly brother Merrill you can come in and sit brother Jesus came as living grace you know that grace means kindness have you thought much about how Jesus was kind to people who very rarely had ever experienced kindness in their lives you don't have to go very far do you in our world to watch the brutality man's inhumanity to man oh it doesn't have to go as far as beheading it plays itself out all around us every day doesn't it would you consider that at the end of your arms are one of God's greatest gifts to humanity. Do you understand the power, the power of touch? The power of touch. The power of touch. The power of touch. We've all been on the receiving end of the wounding power of touch, heaven. Just like we've all been on the receiving end of the wounding power of words. But have you learned about the healing power of touch? And would you consider that as you and I live out the rest of our lives, first, your mission, if you're willing to accept it, speak the words of hope and truth into our distorted, breaking world. Second, be the hands of Jesus. where there's been way too much hurt touch because James wrote religion without touch widows, orphans is hollow Jesus came as a victorious king he defeated the dark kingdom every time he was encountered by them you and I have the privilege of living his victory when Jesus battled with Satan for those 40 days what was the weapon that he used the word three times it is written Mm -hmm. the dark kingdom must submit to the authority of God's word And you and I have the privilege to use it. The dark kingdom must submit to the authority of the name that is above every name. That at the name of? Every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. The dark kingdom cowered when he was here. Does the dark kingdom cower because of Calvary Community Church? Does the dark kingdom cower because of you? You and I have the privilege of living victoriously every single day. Pushing back the darkness when it seeks to encroach upon us and coming alongside of others who are finding themselves overwhelmed by the tactics and the schemes of the dark kingdom. One last one. Jesus said, You need not fear death. It will be a reality for every person, but you need not fear it. It is departure because I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even though they die. You and I can live in the confidence of his resurrection that is applied to you and me. We will. Death is departure, absent from the body, present with the Lord, right? For those who've trusted Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 4. We don't want you to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. (laughs) Now, can I be honest with you and tell you that when I write out this PowerPoint stuff, I I wonder, come on now, God, really. It's just words on a screen. But for the rest of your life and mine, every single day, we have a choice. We can live that or not. Isn't that true? You can live that or not. He's amazingly well behaved. And he's not sleeping like half the people in the room. last night in our Saturday night service when I did that first part of the message I kept all the children in the room I wish you'd have seen it David you were here last night it was so much fun because I asked the adults let the children respond with the stories and I did the stories it almost got to be a circus because the kids were just (laughs) Pastor Mark isn't that true you saw it last night it was so much fun and sitting right here in this row next to the Haywoods, was a family, that, young family that lives in Indiana. The dad's name is Chris. He had come up to visit Joey about five years ago, as I remember, and he had attended the Men's Catalyst Conference, and he trusted Christ to be his Savior that day. His little boy was sitting next to him. As I was telling the Bible stories and I was asking, his little boy was coming off the chair every time. And he came to me afterwards, the dad, and he said this. Tears well in his eyes. I'm so glad I was here tonight as you were telling the Bible stories and I was watching my little boy jump up off the chair here's the thought if I had not come here five years ago to visit my friend Joey and he had not brought me to the catalyst if I had not trusted Jesus to be my savior I know who my little boy would be today because I was taking my little boy down a very different path as a dad I had no interest in church or religion at all My little boy was going to be tough. He could win any fight on the playground. My little boy. But I am so proud that my little boy knows the Bible. My little boy is growing to know Jesus. He says, I can't believe the difference of the legacy between what I would have passed to my son and what I have passed to my son. I knew the day would come Where I would receive the email that I received this week from my daughter in France. Most of you know that David and April were here with us for six years, and little Claire celebrated her third year birthday this week, and they're now in France heading to Mali. Dad, pray with me. Twelve people were killed in France last week. I'm scared they didn't catch those two people it killed those 12 people immediately and it's not very far from Paris to Albertville she said dad I I went into the grocery store I've gone in every week since we've been here and I never noticed it before it's almost all Muslim women I'd never seen it but they're all wearing and dad what welled up inside of me dad pray for us we don't want to be afraid but we're going right into the thick of it as I tuck my little girls in at night I find myself saying God are you sure? is it just a story? this story of Jesus or is it real and life changing? and as He changed your life to the point that that is now your mission for the rest of your life, wherever you live. I have a closing video I want you to see and then we're going to sing. Candy, do you have that? So what are the storms, Lord Jesus Christ, that you see each of us facing? We've come to this place in this blizzard today to thank you for who you are we praise you God that you are trustworthy and you are reliable we thank you that from the moment of creation going forward to Christmas everything pointed to your arrival and from the time of your resurrection until this moment everything points back to a celebration of Easter All of history is all about you, Jesus. Thank you. We choose now to worship you. We choose then to go out from this place ready to live like Jesus would live in our day.
1: We worship you.